Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan, here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, it's Thanksgiving week. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I had a fantastic Thanksgiving with my family. You know, I'm so grateful for all the wonderful things in my life. And I'm really grateful, Kula, for just being able to do this podcast with you and to be able to interview such fascinating people and share the leadership learnings that that we pick up. You know, it's really keeping me engaged and I, I really feel like we're making a difference and helping people get some significant learnings. I agree. And today we're discussing another fascinating conversation that you had with Edward Lee. He's a great friend of yours, as I understand, a celebrity chef, an author, and a restaurateur. You love his restaurant in Louisville, don't you? Yeah, it's it's 610 Magnolia. And by the way, he has a great specialty, a fish sandwich there called Mr. Ed's Fish Sandwich. And it is really, really good. But he's he creates all kinds of different foods, lots of fusion. And just, you know, he really makes the dining experience really unique and enjoyable. And, and he's, he's such an innovative guy. So I love being around Edward. And uh, he's passionate about food and people. And, and so am I. This conversation is amazing. As a food lover myself, I felt right at home listening to him talk about food and how it connects people and how you can actually learn a lot about folks based on the foods that they eat. So I'm excited to dive in to this week's episode of Three More Questions. Question number one. Edward says that the most important soft skill a leader should have is that they must look at every single person on their team as an individual and not just as a worker. David, how have you done this well in your career? Well, I think it's very important that you have a value system or a behavior system that really makes it clear that everybody counts for what they bring to the party, no matter what job they have. And so one of the first things that I always talked about it as a behavior that was critical to our success is that we believe in all people. And then when you believe in all people, you take the time to get to know them. You do everything you can to help that person become the best they can be at whatever they they happen to do. And I think that understanding of the individual and looking at the person as a person and not a number, not an employee, I think that's what all the really great leaders do. I agree. You know, it's something that a lot of people talk about, but very few leaders actually do because it takes time. I mean, you said that you have to take time to get to understand people and get to know them. So it really is something that's so important. But I wonder, David, what your take would be on why people don't do this. Well, you know, I think people think they're doing it, but I think they get so wrapped up in their business that they sometimes forget what's important. You know, they're so into the end goal that they don't take the time to reflect how you get there. And and that's through the people that you have the privilege of of leading. You know, when you have about 150 people in your company, like startups do and, and startup leaders do, it's really easy to get to know everybody, know their first names, understand what really makes them tick, you know, know a little bit about them and their family. But when you get to be a really big company and you have thousands of employees, you kind of got to scale that mindset with your people. You got to cascade it. You as the CEO, you may not be able to to know the 100,000 people in your company, but you want to create the culture where people know that it's their job to know the people that they work with 
and get to know them on, on a personal basis and, and not treat them as a number or an employee, but make them feel special. Because if you can create a, a work environment where everyone knows they count and that you believe in them and you're committed to their growth, I guarantee you, you're going to have no problem getting a lot of growth. That's such a helpful concept. Cascade the mindset. I love it. All right. Question number two. In the episode, I love when you asked Edward what he would say to himself in his mid-20s. And I want to know, David Novak, if you could go back to your mid-20s or the beginning of your career, what would your motivational speech to yourself be? If I could go back and coach myself in the mid-20s, I would coach myself to just relax a little bit. You know, I think I just grinded my teeth, you know, and just was so intense and just so focused on getting to the end goal. You know, I think that drive was really important, but I think it also made me less open. It also made me harder. It made me want to demonstrate that I was perfect and nobody's perfect. It made me just focus too much on getting to that end goal. And you can get there, but I, I would have liked to have gotten there in a, in a little softer gentler way and with a little bit less intensity. I, you know, I, I just let my passion overtake me at times and my drive and ambition overwhelm me. And I, I think you kind of got to do all of that, but kind of keep it in check with a greater balance. And, you know, I even have to work on that today because I'm, I'm still intense. But back when in, in my mid-20s, believe me, you've never met a more intense person than me. I mean, I was an absolute competitive animal. An animal, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Cool? I mean, you don't have to go back as far as I did, but if you go back to your <laughs> early career days, what would you say would be one of the things that you'd coach yourself on? You know, when I first started working out of college, my life was still pretty blissful at that point, I would say. I didn't, at that point, hadn't experienced much tragedy. I hadn't experienced much grief or loss. I came from a great family. So I was just kind of thinking that, life was always going to be amazing. And then when I was 25, I encountered some pretty traumatic things in my life. My brother died suddenly um, and my family kind of blew up because we had never experienced a tragedy like that. And so I had to learn really quickly how to kind of piece back together my life and my family, which was an enormous task for a young person. But, you know, learning how to navigate difficult times, whether it's something as tragic as a loss of a family member or even, you know, going through a breakup or getting a speeding ticket. You know, we experience loss every day, but learning how to stay the course and continue to find the motivation and encouragement and stamina that you need to keep going is something that I wish I had practiced before I'd actually experienced it in real life. And so, of course, those skills are very helpful kind of in your personal life, but it's really no different as a professional or as a leader. You're going to encounter difficult challenges because we're human and we live in this world. And so the faster that you can understand how to process those in a healthy way and keep going, um, I think the better that you are as a leader and as a person. First of all, I'd, I'd like to really thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think you were open and, and vulnerable. And, you know, I think the point that you make is really good. And one of the things that I, I will tell you that I admire about you is that you had that 
tragic event and you would never know it the way how you act today. You picked yourself off the floor and you attack uh, your personal life and your business life with tremendous vigor. And I really, really admire that. That's very kind. I appreciate you saying that. Let's go to that next question. All right. Question number three. One of the pieces of advice Edward would give leaders is that when things don't go your way, you have to pivot and channel your energy into something else. That's actually much harder than it sounds. David, I'm curious about what you would say to this question. When is it time to abandon an idea and throw in the towel as opposed to continuing to pursue it? Well, I think the most important thing you can do as you pursue an idea is is really get grounded in reality. You know, what are you learning about this particular idea? What makes it strong? What makes it not relevant? You know, really understand what you've got going. Really understanding the impact of your idea. And a lot of times you can pivot and still keep the basic notion of the idea. You know, you iterate off of that idea and you turn into to something else. I was doing a podcast just recently with a great leader and they started out with one idea, but, you know, they kept getting more and more feedback, more and more data, and they ended up with another idea and then they ended up with another idea. So it, but it was that first idea that took them to the end goal and helped them really build a successful company. But that idea was not the exact idea they started out with. But it's that iteration that I think is really critical. Now, sometimes you could be just totally off base. And when you're totally off base, that's when you want to throw in the towel. But again, that's got to be rooted in the reality of what you're learning. So the big thing I would say is be a learner. Open up your mind. Be vulnerable enough to poke holes in whatever your idea is. And then pursue it as long as you see opportunities. And sometimes it'll take on a, a different shape. And in some situations, you may say, hey, you know what? We're just wrong on this one. Let's, let's move on and, and put our efforts into something that can be much more successful. That's so helpful, the idea of iterating on ideas. There's sometimes multiple different paths you can take to get to the same outcome. So I love that idea that you've presented of just, hey, think about, you know, if you've got enough cash and resources to continue pursuing an idea, perhaps there's another way to kind of still maintain that same notion and get to the end goal that you're trying to achieve. You're right, Colin. You know what? This person that I interviewed had this great phrase and I wrote it down. It was, have have strong opinions loosely held. I just love that. That's awesome. Strong opinions loosely held. So, you, you know, believe in your ideas strongly. But be open, be vulnerable, and, you know, hold them loosely and see where it takes you. I love it. What a great way to wrap up our conversation today. And if you haven't listened to the Edward Lee episode and you are a food fan, I highly recommend it. We're around the holidays, so everybody's eating a lot anyway. So maybe it'll be a great conversation starter as you go into the holidays and spend time with family and loved ones. That does it for our three more questions episode today. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. I love that. On Thanksgiving week, carve out a little time with How Leaders Lead. (laughs) I love that. Very well done. And we want you to tune in Thursday for my conversation with David Gibbs, the CEO of Yum Brands. And David's a terrific leader and has a lot of great insights. So stay tuned. 